0: Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. The person who controls debt and has money work from them is the person who's going to stop working for money. All right. Hey guys, your rich uncle here. Today we're going to be talking about a very important lesson that I realize most investors don't know anything about, which is called return on equity. If you guys missed our other video where I went around and I talked about the four ways you're making money through real estate, cash flow, mortgage paid down, tax benefits, appreciation, go to simplepassacashflow.com returns and check out all the numbers. But today's video is gonna be building upon that. Most investors are mom and pop investors that only will own maybe a, a, about a property or two they do it the wrong way in my opinion they have a bad strategy because of this concept called return on equity their money is not working for them but you know real estate's such a great investment in my opinion that you can have a bad strategy and you can still do pretty good in this but imagine if you had a good strategy and you effectively use your leverage utilize good debt so that you're adequately protected to the downside should a recession happen by having good cash flow now Things get really fun, right? Because this is how you get to financial freedom in five to 10 years, like a lot of our clients. So here's the, a chart here for some of you engineers out there, this can be right up your alley, but you know, y-axis, we have the return on equity on, and we're going to label this from zero to 10 to 20% and 30% up here. Um, if you guys, again, check out that last video at simplepassacashflow.com slash returns, kind of breaks down how do we get these 30% numbers here. But here's what happens when you first buy a property, you're high leverage at that point. You've If you've done everything I've said to do, you, you get out 30 to 80% loan to value loans, you're highly leveraged, which is a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing, as long as you can cash flow and that's the key thing. But when you first take over property, let's just say, you know, this person bought a property in 2010 and they were making 30% returns on their money. They went out, they bought a $100,000 house, they put 20% down payment on it and they're cash flowing and they're making their mortgage, um, the tenants making their, their mortgage pay down go for them and they're getting equity built up that way, the tax benefits and the appreciation, 30% returns on their on their money. But over the years go by, something that will naturally happen with real estate is the price goes up and that's a good thing. Unfortunately, your return on equity goes down. So your return on equity is broken down by, well, how much money are you making divided by how much equity that you have in the deal. So on this case example, where $100,000 house, we're putting in $20,000 down payment, The denominator in this equation is that $20,000. And as the years go by, this number goes way up because the property is appreciating, we're paying down our mortgage. Those are the two biggest ways that the equity is going up, which is a good thing. The amount of money or profits that you're making typically kind of stay about the same for the most part. Um, so worst case scenario, let's just call it fixed at this point. But in this case, you guys can see how the denominator of this equation is just getting bigger and bigger. Therefore, the return on equity is getting less and less over the years. Um, five years later, pretty typical, right? Your property might have appreciate 10 20%. You have 10, 20% more equity. This number keeps getting bigger and bigger. So maybe when you were getting 30% returns on your equity your first year, maybe five years later, you're down to 20%. Still pretty dang good. And I would still probably say to keep owning the property at that point. But let's just keep going down this, what typically happens. And this is where the mistake that most passive, most unsophisticated investors make. Right, 10 years later, in this case 2020 you know your returns might be going down to almost single digits right and then years after that you know you might have the property paid off half or even more than half and that is you don't want to do that guys right like i talked to a lot of investors out there and they said well we're cash it's a good investment but sophisticated investors kind of look side-eyed and it's very awkward, and we don't say anything because most people think about it like this, but sophisticated investors know that their return on equity is going down the tubes and it's almost nothing. Um, fast forward, you know, a lot of people like to pay off their properties in 20 to 30 years. When you have a paid off property, you're 100% cash, your equity is huge position in this and you're still making the same amount of profit. Just to take an example, a lot of people in Hawaii or a lot of high-priced areas like California may own their properties outright. So they may have six hundred, a million dollars of equity in there. The tenant may be only giving them two to three thousand dollars a month. And let's not assume any of the 50% rule which go to your expenses, paying your property management, things break in the house, repairs, capex. If you guys want all the breakdown of this, you guys can download my free analyzer by going to simplepassacashflow.com/analyzer and downloading the spreadsheet yourself. We're not going to get into those numbers today, but it's important to kind of understand that if you're getting serious about being a remote investor. So once the property is being paid down, I mean, you know, maybe the profits are twenty thousand dollars on a million dollar house. Twenty thousand divided by a million is just two percent and this is where people's return on equity pretty much goes down to less than a savings bond pretty much nothing over the years and i'm you know i'm just going to connect the dots for folks here It just skydives and this is the problem with most people's portfolios is that their return on equity is almost nothing and what they what they should be doing is at some point, and it's just different for everybody based on your network, your deal flow, Um, but for most passive investors in our community, you know, when they're making about 15% or less, that's about time to do one or two, three things, which is to sell the asset and to go buy more. Um, You can do a 1031 exchanges. I don't like them at all. With bonus depreciation laws the way they are, I consider them completely obsolete. For more information about that, go to simplepassivecashflow.com 1031guide. Um, the other thing you can do is do a HELOC. A HELOC is a great way if you're starting out to kind of dip your toe into this. You're not gonna get access to all your equity that's available to you, but it's gonna get you rolling to get that first one or two properties or first syndications under your belt to eventually do a cash out refinance, drain out all the equity you have, minus your down payment, and then to get this leverage point back up. So if I were to draw this out in a graph for you folks, you know, let's just say in year 2020, a client comes to us and says, yeah, man, I've been sitting on this property for 10 years. I realized by fooling myself that I was just cashline was completely wrong. And I need to do what I know the numbers say to do, which is, either sell or refinance 1031 or do a HELOC into more assets and what I'm going to do at that point instead of making 10% or less in your 2020 I'm going to re-leverage and buy more assets effectively doing this with my money and then at the same point the, the c-curve is going to follow the same decay and kind of do it again. And this is for those people who are in physics class, calculus class, this is all this is, is area under the curve. For this investor, the shade and area is pretty much their gain to the net worth. And sophisticated investors worry about the gain to their net worth and the cash flow. They don't necessarily pay too much attention to debt and interest rates. That's what the normal folks worry about. Again, don't worry about interest rates or debt. If you have the cash flow, you can pay off your debt service. The main important thing, and at the end of the day, the score is your net worth. What is your net worth doing? Again, a lot of people doing this the wrong way, and I'm saying this over and over again because so many people make this mistake, is that they continue to pay off their properties, don't buy more assets, and by the time they get to 20 and 30 in this situation, their money is not growing, it's making jack for them. And more importantly, because they're not getting a return on the equity, their net worth is staying pretty stagnant. And in fact, it's barely keeping up with the pace of inflation. What you wanna be doing is, once you get to the certain amount of gains that return on equity that you're looking for, you want to re-leverage your money, put it into more assets, change it up, and get the, the C curve back up here again. So you're, you're increasing the shaded under the curve, and you're making this much money here. And depending where you are, right, this is the concept that we call escape velocity or critical mass. For a lot of people, this number is different. It might mean a net worth number, and for a lot of us in our community, we talk about four to five million dollars net worth of having enough money where your, you know, your 2.1 kids can comfortably live off of it. Screw it up in the meantime and still be all right to have some for the grandchildren but for some people, you might be there already or you may not be there. If you're not there quite yet, maybe you might need to sell the property in another 10 to 15 years down the road, 2030, 2035 in that case. Re-leverage the asset and again, do it one more time and then watch that C-curve go down again. So I'm just kind of comparing the shaded area versus scenario one which is what most investors do. Again, most investors will only own one or two properties in their lifetime. I got up to 11 properties in my first five to six years doing this. From the way I see it, I see a lot of people's net worth and their scores because they submit their financial profiles to us for consulting. And the people doing it the right way, like this, their net worths are all four, five, 10, $20 million plus. Where the people who are doing it the traditional paid off debt drive your return on equity almost down to nothing and becoming your net worth being stagnant are typically in the one to three million dollar range to us that is not critical mass right that is not that is hardly any money in this today's standard but yeah i mean pretty simple concept here but a lot of people make a lot of mistakes um there's a lot of it surrounded of this mindset around debt The person who controls debt and has money work from them is the person who's going to stop working for money and it this stuff takes a while right this is not a get rich quick scheme overnight but it's a very calculated type of strategy where you recognize at some pivot point and you're re-leveraging your assets over long periods of time so why are we keying in on this return on equity concept um, I, mean, I think most people, when they talk about investments or their rental properties or their portfolio, they typically talk about cash on cash return or what it is their returns on their money, which is a great way to compare different investments in the beginning, right? But what we're talking about here is once you already own a rental property or two or you're comparing different pieces of your portfolio, right? You might have some stocks or mutual funds, or you might be making 5% in an infinite banking type of arrangement using whole life overfunded life insurance. Um, You're comparing, what is your assets doing? Cash on cash return from the beginning, when you have your leverage point set in the beginning at any one point in time is one way of determining that. But over time, again, return on equity takes into account how much lazy equity you have there doing anything and this is the way I explain it a lot to folks when we do you know the onboarding calls with people return on equity the way to think about that is every dollar that you have is like a soldier right not to get like not to get dire here like we are fighting a war here right in a way right a lot of you guys go to work every single day you guys are working your butts off And when I look at your financial profiles, I see a lot of debt equity, a lot of soldiers that you have not doing anything. And what that is typically is a lot of people are paying off their houses, their primary residence specifically, because your primary residence doesn't make any money for you. But even if you have rental properties, you might be this person right here who is paying down their properties and their return on equity is going almost down to nothing. Effectively, what this is, is like you having a bunch of your soldiers, maybe that could be a large part of your net worth. People who have paid off houses typically have most of their net worth in their property. So they may have half of their soldiers back in the barracks, smoking pot, drinking beers. That's effectively what's going on here. We're not saying that these soldiers need to go out to the front lines, you know, doing kamikaze runs. You know, all we're saying is we need to get them the things that are doing, doing nothing, making zero percent or one to five percent and getting them up to 10 to 15 or so. They don't need to, we don't need to be high leverage making 30 percent, 20 percent, right? Which are more asymmetric risk type of investments. But we're talking getting the lazy and getting them doing something. So in this analogy, maybe digging some holes or something like that or polishing guns, doing something productive here than to doing nothing. I like how a lot of people's portfolios are. Most people, when they learn about alternative investments, investing in rental properties, they get really gung-ho and they're like, yeah, let's do this. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's the collective uh, juices of all their soldiers you know, working. And a lot of times, what I see the biggest gain in people's net worth and financial picture is getting the fraction of their money, not doing anything, getting it working and doing something. How do you kind of step into alternative investing portfolio? Well, I think probably getting into some syndications, rental properties, but then I think once you get proof of concept, I think that's what she gives you the confidence to go and pull the goalie or pulling the lazy equity here and getting in into better investments over time. Something can be said for getting proof of concept, You know, kind of knowing who you're working with, getting comfortable with the business. Um, as it's not for everybody so one common question that comes up is you know is this c-curve typically what happens over time and it's pretty much that's kind of the universal law of life right if you you kind of set something in motion and then it goes and it just loses inertia at some point Um, i've invested in coffee plants in in my investing career and we went out to panama one of these times if you guys want to learn more about that trip go to simplepassivecasual.com slash coffee. Check out the cool pictures we took from there and the video. But something that really clicked with me and maybe this will help you kind of understand this concept is if you've ever seen a coffee plant or any plant in general, right, the the vine will grow and it's very similar to kind of these C curves. The plant will grow and it'll, it'll grow like the coffee berries and it'll have a harvest. Right? and the branch will kind of just stay there. The next season, the plant will get a little bit bigger, it'll get a little bit thicker, but at the end of the day, the things that give the fruit are just these branches. So it's what it's prudent to do and what the farmers will do is they'll hack off pieces of the, the branches and just pieces of the plant that aren't making fruit every season. For what I work with clients and what we'll do is we'll take a look at their property or their portfolio and we may prune off maybe 20% of the losers or maybe even the performers, the good ones that have a lot of equity in it, which is oftentimes difficult because, you know, it's really alternative to kind of sell your winners to rebalance to the pe- things that aren't doing the greatest. But, you know, that's the kind of the prudent thing that a lot of family offices will do amongst their portfolios. So what does that mean if you have 10 rental properties? Well, maybe take a look at two of the rentals that aren't doing as well or have the most equity in it and consider just selling that and putting it into another investment, whether a syndication or maybe a larger rental property. But this C curve is going to happen in you know wealth building. And again, going back to the coffee plant analogy, you know at some point you've kind of pruned the tree for several seasons. At some point you just light the thing on fire and you get rid of it. That's how it is for the coffee plants, right? Because it takes so much fertilizer to nourish that plant with all this debt equity. That's what they do with it. They just kind of start over again. But in terms of wealth building, we don't have to worry about that too much, right? Once you sell an asset, you can do whatever you want with that money and put it into whatever you want. Something that I've done over time is, you know, I I took the step from only single family home rentals, which is a great strategy for non-accredited investors. But when I became more of an accredited investor, started investing in private placements and syndications that were a lot quicker in terms of this equity build strength. And it has a lot more curves here but, you know, just different way of investing that kind of turbocharges charges this whole wealth building strategy here. But like in anything, you know, if you're not improving, you're going backwards and no difference than here. I mean, for people who are kind of sitting on properties more than 10 to 15 years, typically once you get to this point, I mean, you might be making... You know one to five percent but for like that amount of return i mean you're taking on the operational headache especially if you're being your own landlord the liability this is why a lot of investors will get out of rental properties at some point because you know they just don't want to get sued they just want to be a passive lp partner at some point and for like a three to five percent return on equity return which is kind of your true returns it's just not worth it i'm like heck just go get a i-savings bonding or a municipal bond or the many, many private funds out there where you can get an easy five to 10% or just do infinite banking at that point where it's pretty much guaranteed, rate of return So yeah, just to close things out, folks, again, check out this and the article on this at simplepassatcashflow.com slash R-O-T-E. And don't make this mistakes like a lot of people, right? Like I'm not saying you need to do this for five, 10, 50 years again and again and again. But you need to be prudent with your wealth and grow it over time. If not, like I said, if it's not going up, it's going down. Um, you need to get yourself to that escape velocity critical mass number. Again, for a lot of folks in our community, that's probably around $5 million net worth or having anywhere from like 10 to $20,000 of passive income every single month rolling in. You know, we talked a lot about these numbers. Again, if you guys want to check out this video we did, go to simplepassivecashflow.com returns. If you guys like this video, drop a like below and we will be monitoring the comments. If you guys have any follow up questions to any of this type of stuff, please drop the comment below and subscribe to the channel. See you guys next time. Bye. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job